0: time for geocache talk whether you are at work in the car or wherever you are we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching if you're watching live on youtube you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show if you are listening later please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly geocache talk goodness if you have not become a patron of the geocache talk network what are you waiting for Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available.
1: Big thanks to Derek of Baker Six Clan and our featured patrons, Kenny Mason, Maddie, Four Lunsford's, RX Wranglers Railroad, Jokerus, Skippy Teddy eighty three and Casper Fly, retired guy, Team Murky, nineteen forty Chevy, Joyful Nomad and our new patrons, Great Slater, Tag and the GSDs, the Bryant Boys bell on the move and hailmeister all right well let's just jump right in to show 503 as we welcome to the show conrad lau welcome conrad hey guys welcome yes thank you so much for being with us tonight um We'll do some news, and we'll jump uh, right into um, discussing things. So um, first, let's do a couple items out of the news. So we have a winner from last week. If you remember during Challenge Talk last week, we were giving away two coins. Uh, One was during the show, and one was email's after the show, and I was very appreciative of the emails that I was able to see of people's memories uh, of of the Geocache Talk Network, and they were fun to read, And um, but I turned that all over to the Challenge Talk crew, and they did their randomize, and our winner of the Geocaching with Kids coin, which I think is really cool looking, is... Matthew Dreyer. So there's your winner. He is our winner. Congratulations, Matthew, for winning that coin. Uh next in the news, we've got um the <laughs> labyrinth. We weren't sure what we weren't sure what to call this thing. Maybe somebody in the chat room could give us a distinct they, way. there is a name for it i don't remember what they call it though it's like a
2: campaign promotion. souvenir campaign newest promotion promotion something like that anyway just so way to get souvenirs that's what's you know leaderboard yeah souvenir challenge thing
1: yeah um yeah signals labyrinth um so if you guys read about it um have you gotten any like Conrad, have you gotten any of their like you're supposed to win you're supposed to be able to, to if you find a cache that has a hidden item in it,
3: have you found a cache with you a get hidden more item in it? yes, mm-hmm. I did. And uh cool. I'm not not so sure why it happened, but it just happened. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a lot of rhyme or reason to I think it's who, random, right? The where the souvenirs yeah. are is
2: random and you don't even know if you're gonna get it when until you get there. Yeah.
1: What do you remember? What it was? Do you remember what it, the the item was?
3: No, I can't oh, remember. Yeah, you a, just get a notification and say that oh, you got you got one one item, you get a little bit more points on that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. once you oh, pass okay. that, you can't you can't go back. To, take a look I'll be something. curious to see how people
2: like this one. Um, right. You know, there's always going to be somebody that likes it and somebody that doesn't. And I've seen a little bit online where some people are saying that they went out with their friends, caching. And their friends got like three of the souvenirs and they kept getting zero. And they're like, it's just right. luck of the draw. They didn't get it. So um, it, it's very different
1: for whoever you are. Jinx says she's almost through the first labyrinth, whatever that means. Because I haven't been able to cash yet uh, since that uh, came out. But
2: Well, there's, um, there's still 56 days left in this first little section. So you've right. got quite a while to, to do it, right?
1: Curious KDB says she's uh, t- it's totally random and she's done.
3: Wow. <laughs>
1: Good for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's,
3: it's, it's like a little role playing game where you can actually see the frog moves as have you to, have to find more caches. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, before we go any further, people are guessing your time, well, what time it is, Conrad. So let me. Uh, so people want to know what time is it where Conrad is right now? In, so right
3: I mean, now I'm in Singapore. So yes, Singapore share the same time zone as Hong Kong and China. Yes, I'm supposed to be at work, but uh, I'm just going to <laughs> sign in a little bit later.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, Direwolf says it thinks it's nine a.m. Does that seem right? Yep. Yep. Nine a.m. Yep. We appreciate that. Uh, yeah. That's and we're we'll get into uh. Let's let's just sort of jump right into that. So, mm-hmm. kind of let people know uh, you recently moved. Tell people kind of where you were where you were living and where you're living now.
3: So, I was born in Singapore, so I'm a Singapore citizen. But 12 years ago, uh, we moved to Hong Kong. I stayed there for for quite a while. My daughter and my son was born there. In fact, my son was recent was born recently. And uh, we came back to Singapore just last month uh, for my daughter's education She's seven this year starting primary school she started primary school like uh, about two three weeks ago right
1: yeah that's cool and um yeah uh, Conrad I Conrad and I have been talking back and forth um, a little bit for uh, a, f- a few months now and uh, yeah um been able to see some pictures and the family, the, your, your kids are adorable. Conrad, they're, thank you. They're, they're very cute. Uh, and, uh, and they, yeah. They so,
2: geocaching that much more fun. It's so much more fun to take your kids out geocaching than just doing it by yourself. Right. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. It, they, yeah, they, they're just, they look like, look like they're just, they're having a ball. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, We've we we've all had kids, so we know they're not all that uh, always fun. But they seem like they're always having, you know, always mm-hmm. seem to be in pretty good mood for things. So <laughs> up up for adventures. Um, so yeah, um, so people are. We, we have a lot of questions in the chat room. Please ask your questions, and we'll get to them during the show as we go along. Um, so let people kind of know how you got. Uh, started in the great sport of geocaching and how you, how you found out about it.
3: Right. So actually um, geocaching is a, it's a game that my wife introduced to me. So when we first moved to Hong Kong, I, I hadn't heard of geocaching before, but we were bored during weekends. We didn't have lots of friends uh, to right. hang out with. So my, my wife, uh, she remembered like one of her friends told her about geocaching. So uh we just got our first smartphone uh, and we downloaded the app and and we just tried it out. Cool.
1: Yeah. That, that's really cool that you, uh, you know, hats off to the, to the wives <laughs> for <laughs> getting us out there and into the, uh, doing something new. Uh, you know, uh, we, we all, we all come to this game from a little different perspective, you know, of where, you know, where we get started, but it's always interesting to hear how we heard about it, you know, and uh, how it got started. I know. Was, was, was it Christy Jesse, for you or was it, was it you that heard about it first? Do you think?
2: Um, Well, it depends on which first you're talking about. The first first um, was a buddy of mine that I worked with and then we didn't do it for a couple of years. And then the next time, we were uh, we had just moved, just like Conrad just moved. We had just moved to Colorado about twelve years ago, and uh, we remember hearing about it. And we were just looking for something to do with our kids. We had little ones at the time, and we were looking for mm-hmm. something to do with them. And an article came up, and that's how we got into it.
1: Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So that the first cache that you found, um, and I'll put it in the chat room so people can kind of look it up as well, but. Um, how do you, pro- K- Kowloon Park? Is that close? To correct, I'm always bad at butchering names. Yeah, Co- so it's Kowloon, Kowloon, Kowloon As Park. Okay, yeah, C O W Kowloon Park. Gotcha. Um, yeah. so what do you remember about that cash, and what what is it about? I mean, what? What were your, ex- what, what were your, what do you remember about that first cash? What, what, what comes to mind?
3: Well, so it was at a secluded corner of, of the park. So we lived in Jim mm-hmm. Sha Tsui at that time. Jim uh, Sha Tsui is a very uh, central place in Hong Kong. And there okay. was a big recreation space uh, near our house just across the road. So it, it's, it's like Central Park in New York. So there was this secluded oh, yeah. corner. Um, at, so using the compass, uh, at that time, geocaching app was still very in the very early stage. It has no compass function, and right. we have to download another uh, compass app on our iPhone. So using the compass, we, we try to look for it where exactly it was. So we right. arrived at this secluded staircase, uh, and and I think that was a hint. Uh, it says like, among the wall. So um, uh, me and my wife was like looking at all parts of the wall, trying to find if Anything that moves, but uh, in the end, she's the one who f- who found it. Uh, because she, she took out a rock in, in the wall, and, and there it was a small container, <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty intriguing. Like,
1: wow, you're like, cool, yeah, the f- yeah. The, fir- the first one for many, not Jesse, but for many, is kind of that, wow, that's that's amazing. I mean, that I could take a phone go to a spot actually you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: i felt you know still found it later on for jesse not the first one but the later on ones.
2: <laughs> well the the family wasn't into it on the first one but when we moved they were very into it the, you know the second time we went out so they enjoyed it yeah yeah
1: um uh, so, so was uh
2: that, was that first find is that what got you hooked or did it take a few before you really got hooked to it Oh, it, it,
3: it took a few. Um, it's when we actually start hiking, uh, because we realized that many of the caches were hidden on the trails in, in, mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Right. And um, yeah, that, that got me more interested, uh, because uh, you, you can do two things at once you can go to the, you can go you can go up the mountains, enjoy the beautiful scenery and find caches at the same time. Yeah, very true. So yeah, that was,
1: I, that was many
2: years ago when you started, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, 12 years
2: ago. That was when it was kind of getting, it was a lot less popular. How popular is it now? One of our, uh, they're asking in, in, in Singapore and in Hong Kong, how well known is it? How popular is it around there?
3: I think it's definitely more popular uh, and more, more well-known when I first started, uh, there was a lot of awareness activities. Uh, especially in Hong Kong, um, there, there were a few people from the Scout organization who keep spreading the word. So uh, I guess there was uh, currently there was there was a few Scouts who who are very active uh, in this game. Right, right, and and in Singapore yeah. uh, d- during the pandemic, cycling got uh, popular, and and this also helps to uh increase the popular popularity of the game. Mm. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. People are looking for things to do maybe that are not
3: indoors yep. or right.
2: Yeah. So so it makes we, sense. Would you say most people know about it now? It's like pretty common for people to know about geocaching even if they don't do it.
3: I guess so. Like I think uh, out of 10, you'll get two to three who will say like, "Oh, I have i heard about it or oh, I I know someone who did it." Right. I read about it somewhere. Okay.
1: Yeah. So y'all probably do similar though to us though. You mm-hmm. kind of, you, you kind of, you, you kind of assume nobody knows about it. So you kind of be, be a little stealthy, you know, be a little careful around things so that people don't wonder what you're doing.
0: <laughs> but yeah. with,
1: with kids, it's always helpful. Kids and dogs, right? Jesse, the two things that'll keep people yeah. from asking you questions. a little bit of camouflage. So, the good camouflage, what you're doing. Uh,
3: yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, right, if you look it's, at websites like Sassy Mama and, and you look at things to do during weekend, geocaching uh, pops up once in a while. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah.
1: I think that it's, helps. Like you yeah. said, I think that helps yeah. to to, you know. At least, I always the way I always look at it is if if people will if people at least know about it, then I'm then I'm okay. I mean, if whether they geocache or not, that's up to them, obviously, but. I just want people to realize what's what it is so that when they see me or somebody else geocaching, they're not like, you know, think I'm doing something illegal or something, you know, something, something nefarious. Yes. <laughs> I don't want them to. So, um, but. I don't know um, if it's
2: the same there. A lot here. Well, there's articles just like you said. There's articles. If you go to websites and cities talk about things to do. With here, it's a real popular thing with younger kids, too. So a lot of schools will do it. Um, as like as a classroom and things like that. I don't know if, if, if you have the same experience. Um, and cities will promote it a lot here for something to just get outdoors and do. Is it is it popular among children over there as well?
3: It is. I would say like some of some of the families, they they do it, they do it in the family. I have a friend called Tim. Uh, when his kids are younger, they always do it as a family when they first started. Okay.
2: So that sounds like it's pretty similar, but just about as popular as it is here. People know about it. It's not a completely hidden thing. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. In fact, like Singapore, when I first came back to Singapore uh, over the weekend, there was a news uh, reporter who actually featured uh, me and my family doing geocaching over the weekend because it's the starting of the uh, spring term break and, and the kids has a one week holiday and, and the news was featuring activities to to do as a family. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. They, they pick dual caching as one of the, the, the things to do. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, so you have traveled a lot, <laughs> yeah. um, which is great. And so I know people are always, at least I know we are, and I know a lot of our uh, viewers and listeners always love to hear the the, the stories of people's uh, travels and their um, um, finding caches in other parts of the world so and also that'll help the chat room as they want to ask questions um, but um, you have you've been to some great locations to cache I mean you' found you found caches uh, that are very They're very famous caches but um let's start with let's just start with headquarters what when did you come to to headquarters and what was your experience coming to seattle
3: well it was it was an interesting uh uh, experience i would say it was an interesting journey uh my it was in 2015 and uh, my daughter was born that year so I decided to take, uh, uh, take a gap year from work, and and me and my wife actually uh left uh, the kid with my with the in laws, and we took uh, like a two months holiday around Europe and US. And oh, at that cool. time, we we knew about the block party, and we thought that okay, we, we, why not make use of this chance or, or this period of time to visit the HQ during the block party. Oh cool, yeah, yeah. So we That's awesome. we flew in Yeah, we flew into. To San Diego, and we drove all the way from San Diego up to Seattle. Wow! Yeah, cool. So that's where we visited Silicon Valley, Disneyland, Anaheim, uh, the, mm-hmm. the 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 Blue Plaque, and, and eventually end up at uh, the HQ itself. Right. Yeah. So that's HQ, of course,
1: yeah, that's a that's an awesome trip. HQ, you know, it's not. Well, what was your experience walking up to HQ? <laughs> it's different very for me ex- here, I guess, because you yeah. like, is this it? Or, but what, what was it like visiting the headquarters of geocaching? Uh,
3: like a pyramid. Pyramid, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it was very exciting. Uh, it's like, finally, I'm going to, to get this cross out. Right. One yeah. thing off the bucket list.
1: <laughs>
3: I mean I, did, I mean we parked a car somewhere nearby, not exactly at the HQ, but like along the way we were seeing like uh oh, that guy's a geocacher, this guy's a geocacher. Yeah. Everybody in town is a geocacher. <laughs> That's funny. Now you did did you do all of the geo tour
1: or did you do because you found quite a few on the geo tour. I didn't know if you did the whole the
3: whole tour or not. I, there was not a lot of GeoTour at that time. Uh, we did oh, everything that was possible.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, and then on that, that was... Oh, we have a question. What are the biggest differences be- between... Do, biggest differences geocaching between the U.S. and Asia? Yeah, that was on our list, Jinxer, but we'll ask it now. Hide styles, density quality so does anything stand out to you as far as when you from all the caches you found in the u.s you found quite a few versus over in and in, in, actually i was going to ask we'll combine that in that what is different between us and asia we'll start with that one
3: right so I, I guess that the the land area uh, dictates uh, the type of caches you can hide. So in, in, right. in it, Asia is not just one country; it's many many countries. And sure, uh, sure. and in, in, even in countries like Hong Kong and in Singapore, is, everywhere is ever changing. Uh, right. Hong Kong, is, Hong Kong, and Singapore is a city state. Uh, there are developments everywhere. Um, in the city itself, you don't find a lot of big caches. You still find a lot of nano's and or right. pocket caches or or main containers, um, right. yeah. So and and Singapore is a very well kept uh, countries. Uh, maintenance are done every day. Uh, it's, it's very clean. So sometimes caches don't uh, stay that long, not because of the muggles, but it, it's just um, that they're, they're, they're cleaners who are who are, who. Are, who who likes to excel in their work, right? <laughs> yeah. So they're cleaned up
2: by by city workers.
3: Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, like I said, the the cities uh, is always changing. We we literally have a we literally see one of the heights take t- being taken away from us. So uh, there was one time we were in, in Hong Kong there was a cash that's hidden under the bench, and very coincidentally, after we take the cash when we are signing, there were city workers who came in and then took the bench away and replaced with a new one. That's not Manhattan.
1: Wow. (laughs) That's crazy.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: Is that uh, the ones out on the trails? Are they a little bigger sometimes?
3: Yeah. The the ones on the trail are a little, a little bigger and and they tend to stay there a little bit longer. Right. Okay.
2: Yeah. So the ones Uh, in the city disappear a lot of times. That's, that's unfortunate do people generally put them back or do they just not put them back
3: well it depends on the the co if it's a good location people would would do downs and try to keep the cash alive right okay
1: sound familiar yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah that
2: happens here too that's just the same <laughs> as here obviously but um yeah what is uh so nanos are pretty common is there other so we always joke here and i'm sure you've found one of these yourself but um the big joke here is one of the most common types of hides is in, in a lamppost, you know, where it lifts up and you know there's a little space under it. Lamp uh, lamppost cache.
3: Yes. Is yeah, that yeah, uh, do you have those America. there too, yeah. or just here? No, we don't. The lamp posts uh, don't have skirts in Asia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so that's one big difference. <laughs> oh
1: darn! It, it already came
2: up in the chat room, so I had to ask it, but uh,
1: <laughs> there goes half our caches in the U.S. No, I'm kidding. I don't know how many. We've never figured. We'd love to find out how many caches we've, but we find,
3: we've just all Just about every parking lot people. you
2: go in here that has got <laughs> sure. one. So,
3: Yeah. That's, that's my experience too. Every parking lot. Every yeah.
1: parking lot. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes.
1: Uh, that's yeah.
3: It's uh, cause I was wondering about,
1: go ahead, just, you had a question.
2: Yeah. So the other part of that question was uh, like for density. So how, I mean, is there just a lot in the cities or uh, more of them out, side of the cities or more of them in the city
1: talking about singapore or some other yeah,
3: city? yeah.
2: any anywhere in any, you know any of those places that you're wherever you're currently living
3: so in, yeah. in, in singapore and in hong kong uh we don't uh we don't have long highways where you can put like a thousand uh mm. right uh, caches along the way but recently in in hong kong like tim uh he recently put uh, a power trail on the longest road in 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 Hong Kong it's called the castle Peak oh. Road and there are like oh. 188 uh, caches along this road so wow. I I did 30 of them but uh, that's there's, there's a few of them in Hong Kong who actually completed who completed the whole trail uh, in, in in two to three days time Wow mm. yeah.
1: that's very cool yeah um yeah yeah if I can let me bring up a map uh, if it's okay with Conrad I'm gonna bring up his map of his finds. Because I think it's fascinating, um, so there's a um, a map of some of the ones you found um,
2: several several countries.
1: Yeah, fifteen of fifty three county countries logged. that's just in Asia. He's got Europe, 14 of 55 countries in Europe. Wow. Yes.
2: Do you know have how many countries you
3: geocached in? I've not kept track, but probably 30. U.S. and Canada.
1: Found a couple in, in – uh, got one Australia, eight New Zealand. We have a lot of Australian and New Zealand. New, Zealand,
3: uh, New Zealanders.
1: Fans, yeah, New Zealanders and Aussies, we have we have a lot of fans in those countries, and we appreciate them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's Hong Kong. This is interesting. How you know it's it's kind of fascinating. You you went you're moving from Hong Kong to Singapore, and really, Hong Kong and Singapore are like two of the most unique places, you know, in Asia because they're you know just so rich in history, but so different, you know, they're, you know, like you said, cause Singapore being a city state, you know, it's this, this kind of interesting, both are, have incredible history, but uh, anyway, and then so he's got, got some U S there's see C- Singapore right there. They've got it broken down into five
3: regions. Yes. I'm surprised oh, yeah. because Singapore is really small.
1: Right, they have five regions. You're kind of like, really?
0: <laughs>
1: Why geocaching decided to break it out into five regions? I mean, you don't, you don't reckon. You mean you don't, you don't think about that during the day that you're going from one region to another? I mean, probably no, not, we don't. Right? Yes, we don't. Right, I didn't think you probably did, but hey, you found congratulations, you found cached all five. So That's right, there you go. <laughs> Got some from the UK. It's awesome, Japan um south korea i mean you just you've been able to cash around the world uh china what um i don't know where to start portugal (laughs) italy it goes on and on it goes in that is quite
2: a bit of traveling
1: isle of man you found quite a few on isle of man if you're going to be there right you might as well find the caches if you're going to be there right Uh, yeah
3: too bad Spain. I couldn't reach the last region. I couldn't finally catch in the last region. Oh, man. oh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, but just the fact that you found them there, you know, yeah, is 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 something else. To to you know, found a few in Spain, Macau. That's interesting. Macau is another one of those kind of unique. You only have one region. You got five, but. <laughs> Thailand, uh, Taiwan. Look, you almost completed Taiwan. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, like leaves you a, leaves you a trip back. You can go back That's to Thailand. Right. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Got one in Denmark, Iceland. Oh, definitely want to go to Iceland someday.
3: Yes, so beautiful.
1: Oh
2: man. We have talked to many people that have been, but Gary and I have not been to go caching there anyway.
1: We want to go, yes. Uh, France, I'm kind of the same thing with you, Conrad. I've been to France, just not when geocaching was.
2: Yeah, I've been to France as well, too, just not geocaching. Around,
1: yeah. (laughs) Sweden, the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of fans. A lot of fans of the. uh, Been there, no caching. Yeah, Malaysia. That's really cool. Um, two regions you found in both in Malaysia. What what is it? That, well, I'll stop for a moment. So Malaysia, being being unique, you know, and the fact that you're you can kind of get to Malay. Or I, let me ask. Since Hong Kong is really right, Hong Kong's is connected in a sense, right, to Malaysia.
3: Now, Singapore is connected to Malaysia. I mean, that's right.
1: I'm sorry, I was thinking Singapore and I said yeah. Singapore is sort of connected. Do you can you travel back and forth between Malaysia and Singapore without? I mean, he crossed the border. I guess you could say, without them saying anything, or do they do they ask you to well, show passport? Still,
3: there, yeah, there's still a border, and uh, okay. and during the pandemic, it's it's closed, but it's recently open. Uh, my wife was actually from Malaysia, She's so from the, oh, okay. the the state of uh, JB. That's the first state when you first cross the cross right. the causeway. We call it the causeway, cool. and uh We used to, before we moved to Hong Kong. We used to do it very often, like every other weekend. We will visit. We will cross. We will cross the the causeway and spend the week weekend in Malaysia.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, it'll get more open as time goes on. You know, so we get further further away from the the major part of the the pandemic. So. Yeah. Yep. Canada, British, or um. Yeah, Canada, Switzerland, Indonesia, Cambodia.
2: You've been all over the world.
1: You man, you have South Island, New Zealand, Vatican City, which is fascinating that you know I guess if you're gonna be in that area, you gotta grab a cash, right? you you have to, right? You, you have, have to. You're right there. And it's I mean, it's, another it's, co- its, own it's another country. country. Too. Yeah. yeah. I mean you're there, you might yeah. as well get another country.
2: Well, and I think there's currently like five or seven geocaches in Vatican City. So you can actually clear out the whole country if you have time. (laughs) You can finish caching all the caches in a country. Yeah.
1: I found the whole country. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the Maldives. Now this is weird map. This is on Project GC. We're looking at for the, for audio listeners. How crazy of a map is this thing? Um, They have 21 regions. Can you, just clear the Maldives. Wow. Yeah, because it's all islands. Yeah, but yeah, you have to do some serious island it well, you couldn't do it in a day, I guess, unless you you yeah. know
2: 21 regions. That's yeah, that's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh Belgium, Vietnam. We'll come back to any of the I'm sure there's some chat room questions. I'm just I'm just fascinated by this. Poland, the Philippines. Cutter or Qatar, yeah. depending on what part of the world. The biggest
2: are. questions that are coming up in the chat room, I think we're going to get to anyway. It's about uh, events and local cashers knowing each other. Oh, okay. So we're going to kind of go in a bit. I'll
1: get away from this. I just, I got.
2: Gary's fascinated with your map. He's just jealous. I got
1: mesmerized because it's just amazing. Just, that's wonderful the travel you've done, Conrad. But uh, um, yeah, uh, Cash the Line got excited when I mentioned Iceland. He's a big Iceland fan as well. So. Um,
3: that'd be a future geocache talk trip. We'll all meet. In oh
1: Iceland. gosh, yes, <laughs> we we definitely. Yes, go. I say it's
3: it's, def- it's so fascinating. It's like it's like a big geography lesson, right? <laughs> yeah, I've
1: I've heard it referred to as fire and ice. Do you remember? Did you get see any? I know there wasn't probably. any I mean, volcanic, volcan, volcan, volcanic activity, volcanoes in Iceland obviously are like, well, it's like Hawaii. It's like other parts of the world. It sometimes there's volcano activity, volcanic activity, sometimes there isn't. Do you remember? You're traveling around Iceland? Do you remember seeing anything? Or probably you just knew about it, but you didn't know? I mean, I don't think there was anything. Was there anything active at
3: the time? Or that's not that's nothing active at the time. But we, vi- we did visit a cater. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We visited the the, the geyser.
1: Oh so yeah, cool. We, yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, those are always fascinating. I love the the geology, the finding earth caches. Earth caches in Iceland are supposed to be oh, pretty yeah. good earth caches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right. Sorry, get back to my notes because I was way off track here. Um. So tell tell us a bit more. I know you um when you went to Hong Kong, you tra you know moved to Hong Kong and you, you, and you got into geocaching. Um and you y'all didn't really know a whole lot of people, but you were able to sort of connect with uh people there that do geocache. So tell pe- tell people a little bit about your experience with uh the geocachers in hong kong
3: right so when we started geocaching and we started uh having problems on 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 finding caches and my wife said oh there's a there's a facebook group in 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 hong kong and instead suggested that we should like ask somebody in that group and and i like to especially mention this guy called king lee he's one of my geocaching buddies he's, he's also right. a singaporean and he's also back in singapore he moved back a few oh, wow. years uh, two years earlier okay. than, than us and we reach, we reached out to him on, on facebook he's, he's he's very responsive he gives a lot of hint, and and what, and he contributes a lot uh, to the the community in, in hong kong oh, where he great. actually like uh, organize hikes uh, every week or every other week to bring uh, amateurs like myself then to to go on to go on hikes to explore the track the trails and tracks in Hong Kong and and to find jewel caches uh, uh, yeah. in the mountains. So, yeah, so from there from there we I remember the first uh, gathering uh, or the first uh, weekend trek was to visit Kowloon Peak. That's where I started to meet. Uh, the the, the the regulars there like that's right. Aq that's vistalia they're all very friendly and very helpful oh, cool that's awesome
1: yeah, yeah. so did, did were there did you guys get together like once a month or was it just sort of periodically would you have like events would you have geocaching events or
3: yeah we, we, we do we, uh at that time uh uh, we try to go on 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 hikes every week, okay. so uh, there there'll be there'll be people who who place uh uh new caches, along trails, like on different trails every weekend, and when they pops up, then uh, Kingly will say, okay, let's go to this this track this weekend. Right. Yeah. I don't know if what you know. about other types
2: of just meet and greet events. Did you have many of
3: those? Uh, I I would not say as regular as we wanted to. Uh, but we we do we 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 do like uh, try to organize uh uh hikings together. That's not at not official Joe Cash events.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if this this is. Are you familiar with this person? I know they're at. They say, Hey, Connor is Patrick.
3: Yeah. Cool. He's, he's you a know. regular of the yeah, he's a regular of the geocaching community. He, he he contributes a lot. He's, he's one of the the scouts guy I was saying talking about. Uh, oh, cool. he, he yeah, he's he's actively spreading the words uh, to new members of his com- cool. of his own scouts community and uh, he he hides a lot of caches uh, in, in the northwest area of Hong Kong.
1: Oh, okay, great. Well welcome Patrick. I saw that. I thought maybe you knew somebody. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jesse.
2: <clears throat> so somebody has asked, uh, hopefully this, I don't think this is on our list already for the questions, but um, obviously we focus a lot on gadget caches on some of our podcasts here. Um, do you have many gadget caches in Hong Kong or
3: Singapore? Not, not in Singapore, I've seen. Uh, I've been here not. Too long to see any. I don't remember any gadget caches, but there was a reg. Right. There was a regular cacher called CX15. So he builds a lot of um uh, uh, gadget caches uh, when his uh, uh when he's more active back in Hong Kong. So uh his 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 uh, so one of the things he did was a, a snake game a snake game cache, and that okay. was actually featured in the Joe Cache of the Week where you go to the GZAC you have to play a snake game. Oh, okay. Uh, and when you when cool. you get a certain score, it will bring you to a location where you find a key and and, and the coordinate to the actual cache itself. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's awesome.
3: Yeah. And one of his more famous uh, series is actually called the five sensors, where each each of them where you have to use your sight, smell, or touch to to locate the, the cache. Oh, okay. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was featured on YouTube as well. So if you if you Google or if you go to YouTube and search like five sensors Hong Kong, you see uh, the video of the five cent cache.
1: Oh, okay. Very um, cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, so, um, what 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 is when you think back on um, your favorite geocaching experiences? um you you put one put one a note in about about one that you did uh and was wondering what it was like to do it the, the hiking mount fuji yes
3: yeah, so yeah it, 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 was the, it, it was memorable because it was the first uh uh trip outside hong kong we we we, we organized so um so we plan to climb mount fuji at that time as well like uh find geocaches uh, along this road trip. So right. me, King Lee, and Corina I and mean, my wife, we we flew to Osaka, hired a car, drove to Mao Fuji, and along the way just picking up uh, some of the nicer caches we thought.
1: Right. That's very cool.
3: Yeah. And that's that's actually how we got it started on traveling and geocaching uh, uh Uh, has a fusion.
2: Right. So a lot of these trips you've taken, are they, do you plan the trip to go geocaching or are you planning the trip for another reason and you go geocaching while you're on the trip?
3: Well, I I guess that when we, when we plan the trip, like geocaching is always one of the main itinerary or agenda. uh, And geocaching will give us an idea where to go or what, what to visit or where to visit. Okay. Right. Yeah. Kind of
1: like, yeah, we, we do similar things i mean i think both jesse and i will do that we plan around geocaching and then we might go somewhere and also look for geocaches sort yeah, of, kind of both the, whether you're on a family vacation kind of go, or just kind of both traveling
2: for work or whatever else you're you're going to geocache while you're there for sure
3: that's right
1: yeah um so i do have this video if we if we can show it uh about your you going? Uh, you're planning for ET Highway. Is that okay? Can we show it? Yeah, go ahead. Did you sent me. Okay, let me bring this up, and uh, you can kind of maybe we can talk through it a little bit as we as we uh, we show this. So let me uh, switch gears here. There we go. Which is another I'll big trip in the US. U.S. I'll put us at the bottom, so maybe that works.
3: Maybe yeah, I
1: don't know what's better. I don't know. Yeah, so well, this, well,
3: this, is the, this is this video is a 5 cents video from CX15.
1: Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. We'll put let
3: on so the, the let's do it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the ET highway is the, the the link above. Oh, is this all oh, this is the 5 cents? Let's do the, let's can we start with this one? Yeah, I
1: can. So okay. this lady this is, is we called you y- y-
3: yeah, Yuki. So she's a uh, she yeah. used to be a regular jewel cashier in Hong Kong.
1: Oh, okay cool yeah we were just talking about the five senses one so let's let's go let's do this one this would be kind of fun <laughs>
2: so just open an electrical box yeah, Right. Oh. Box. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Yeah, okay. fake electric There's a waterproof box. case inside it. So where is this one?
3: So this this one is near it's a place called Saigon. Saigon is like a Geo Park. hmm Oh. Yeah. It's, it's,
1: it's. Oh, this is a, like the smell one of the five senses? Yeah, the smell, yeah. Oh, okay. There's four
2: containers inside it. and It's got uh, A, B, C, and D. And I'm I'm guessing those uh, have oh. different smells to them.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not give it away.
0: That is interesting. This
1: one is. Uh, so are all is he pretty good about putting them all in like really con- like containers that are like secure kind of thing? Is he, the hider is really good
3: about? Yeah. The hider is really good. Uh, it's it's making sure they're, they're hidden yeah. well. Yeah. 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 hidden Well, and almost yeah. unmarkable.
1: Right. Yeah. That Those are the best when you can, the guy can keep it so that the muggles can't, can't get to them. So. Yeah,
3: that's extremely
2: creative.
1: <laughs> that was cool that's awesome yeah very cool Uh, you know just the we always love it when we find caches that are that are well not only well well hidden well done and well hidden I guess is the way to put it
2: and that's yeah. that's an extremely creative cache, too, which brings up a question um, with when caches like that are that elaborate out there, do you have trouble with people muggling those caches like people tearing them up or or stealing them or anything like that? Is that a common problem?
3: Not really. I think if if uh, the hider put in a lot of effort uh, to make sure that it's, it's well secured, um People in Hong Kong they don't tend to don't tend to vandal them.
1: Right. That's yeah. good. They just kind of do their own thing and not not bother people, hopefully. It depends <laughs> on
2: where yeah. you are here. I mean, obviously, yeah, big definitely. country, there's different places all over it, but certain areas they're they tend to to vandalize them more. Certain areas they'll leave them alone. I guess it's just it's different throughout the country.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's an Asian mentality. I'm not, not trying to stereotype but we tend to mind our own business. Mm. Right. That's good.
2: That is good. That makes it much, much better. Right.
1: Uh there was a question about it goes back to events, but when you have when there are events in either well, you just came from Hong Kong. So when you were in Hong Kong, were most of the events Owen's asking about if most of the events are local event people that are local that host them or are they people that like travel to hong kong and want to do an event just to kind of meet people
3: it's it's a mix actually so okay um we, we do get more uh events from from tourists because uh the local geocaches we we already yeah. uh meet up regularly and we don't do we tend not to do official events unless that's a that's uh, a requirement from uh, HQ to do an event
1: right yeah. right yeah um, so yeah interesting yeah, yeah, it yeah makes sense
3: events events from tourists are very well received uh, we, we, we always like to, to meet new people understand where they're from in fact the reason why I go to our Man is, is actually from, from one of the geocacher uh, uh, who was a tourist and on a business trip and she, she told me about this little place called Isle of Man and that's, that's right. the first time I heard of this country. And yeah. uh, when I visited Manchester in, in a few years ago, I thought uh, I have a break uh, doing my, my work and I thought I could, I could go Ireland or I could visit somewhere <laughs> new. So right. I chose Isle of Man. <laughs>
1: Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. why as yeah. well, right? I mean, that's just yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Um so uh you've got you've you've hidden uh quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um you seem to be a, you, you're you've hidden a lot of uh mystery caches, is that right? I mean you've done you've done quite a few mystery caches, right?
3: Yeah done a okay. few hidden a few as well i yeah. did a geo art of, of of a hut in in hong kong
1: oh of a hut. Oh, okay shaped like a hut is it shape of a hut? yeah oh a heart okay gotcha yeah gotcha yeah. gotcha that's kind of cool i mean when they're shaped kind of interesting kind of i mean doesn't I, I i've i've told people that are not geocachers uh i've tried to explain it to people and it's like Wait, did you go around like, well, no, it's a heart on the map, but, or was it, was it, was it an actual? Because once a, there's, there are some geo art where they literally are at the locations, but typically they're just along a long, long road or something. And then when you, when you get them all, it fills in the whole heart. Was it, was it a mystery cache one or? Yes mystery cache so was it yeah. okay
3: so the, cool yeah the, 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 the was actually uh, lo- uh, published in in the middle of the in the middle of the sea so the actual oh, wow. locations are are sort of like related to right. to the cache itself. so the team of the jewel are are storybooks and the the final locations is actually sort of related to the book the the, oh. the books itself okay
1: oh that's cool
2: it looks like you've hidden a little bit of everything you've done traditionals and a virtual and some events and a CEDO even yeah. you've, you've, you've hidden pretty much everything.
3: Yeah, I tried to. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Now,
2: somebody um, did ask, are you a, and I think you've already mentioned your cell phone earlier, but are you a cell phone cacher and it, it or do you use a GPS? And if, if you're a cell phone cacher, which do you have the same app as you use cashly or which, which app do you use?
3: I'm a cell phone cacher. Uh, so initially, where the when the app wasn't that great, uh, right. we use a GPS, but slowly has the app uh, got better, I, I just yes. started relying on, on the Geocache app itself. So uh, in, in the beginning, I tried to use GPS, OpenStreet app and, and Geocaching app. Right. But right now, I just rely on, on the Geocaching app on the Android. Okay. okay,
2: Geocaching app on Android? Yeah
3: android but yeah but
1: yeah. cell phone he's just you know he's uh he's part of the family there jesse between you you and i we, i mean that's that's the yeah, only way to cell go phone phone cell phones
2: for me too i, I don't <laughs> i don't use the gps i use a cell phone it's worked everywhere i've ever been so yeah, yeah.
1: so we have a very split audience which is fine but uh, right. all of the uh all the android Fans are now screaming. They're going crazy for you, Conrad. <laughs> yeah. We still love you too, man. We we, we use uh, Jesse. I use iPhone, but uh, we love all our Android uh, users because we know it's hard. We know it's very difficult. We know the struggles that you have to use an Android. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm playing. So no, it's yeah. that's cool. But yeah, uh, I actually started with a GPS, but yeah, I don't. It's a museum piece, is the way we look at them. They're kind of cool to look at because they're old, and I guess there's people that do that do still use them. But
2: no, yeah, people still use them all the time. I just <laughs> I don't. Right.
1: Direwolf yeah, says he, hey, can, I, I, he can. now give a thumbs I, up to the show. I
3: I guess the uh, official app is enough to get me to where GZAC is, and I rely on intuition and and the sure. description and the hints to 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 find the. Uh, the you'll the cache itself sure
2: yeah it wouldn't be fun if it told you exactly where it was it wouldn't be hard to find it then want <laughs> you want to have some fun with it
1: what's the point right <laughs> well since you have traveled to, to so many countries and cached what what did you what are some of the tricks and tips that you would give people when they travel somewhere and you don't know the language you you kind of have to use other, me, you know, methods. Pardon me. What are what are some things that you tend to do when you're in a foreign country that you're like, I don't speak the language, but I want to find a cash?
3: Does something come to mind? Well, I, yeah, I, I think like every country is different. Uh, research sure. is definitely. Uh, uh, important uh, when you go to places like Italy where like most of the de- most of the description are in, in it- Italian instead of English um, I think it helps to go for uh, the, sim- the the simplest ones the sure. ones that's like regularly fine to understand like uh, what the caches might might look like right uh, when you tr- when you when you even try to attempt the, the harder ones uh, right it, it, yeah, and it helps to to know people who live in that country. So uh, I think it like I said, like research does help. So when you read the logs, you will know that uh, who are the regular geocachers. and and, and uh, if you need help, like who are the ones that that, that you could reach out to.
1: Yeah. That's in,
3: a good in, tip for sure. S-
1: some of your travels too it it obviously varies, but for some people when they travel and some of the times you've probably traveled, You might not have a lot of time. So you're right. You try to find you always want to find a cache in that country. So you want to find one quick. Versus if you have more time, you can kind of you know maybe find and spend more time trying to you know translate whatever you're looking for. Or you need looking at a geocaching description and you want to translate it versus finding something quick, you know, because you just need to find one quick before you get back on the
3: plane or whatever. Yeah, I think most important is don't be too hard on on ourselves. Like, you know, we we can't find all the geocache in the world. And and when you go to a new country, you should uh, we shouldn't be harder on DNF. As long as like, we find one or two, we should be satisfied. And, and like geocaching is is, it's not the only objective of the travel. Right, right.
1: Sure, sure.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: It's definitely good to get geocaches anytime you go to a new place, but you don't want to focus on geocaching so much that you miss out on the travel and visiting the place itself for everything else that's there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So now that you're back, now that you're back home in in Singapore and well, you got a lot, you got a lot to do. Uh, I know that, uh, um, uh, the house is still, Conrad showed us the house, uh, picture. Uh, he, he sent me a photo of it, but recently, or before we started the show, he showed me his, his, his living room, which is full of boxes. <laughs> so, uh, that, uh, w- once you get kind of settled, do you have any plans to, as far as, Caches? Do you want? Are you all? Do y'all want? Are y'all wanting to go go somewhere to do some geocaching, or like, do y'all want to try to get? You know, since your wife's from Malaysia, y'all want to go get back into Malaysia for a little bit and look around, or what? Do you have any thoughts about where you'd like to go to do some more geocaching,
3: other than? Yes. In, so just, so in, in in the past two years, there's definitely a lot of geocache new geocaches that pop up in in oh, Singapore. Yeah.
1: Get all five and um,
3: yeah. there are some trails, there are some power trails, and uh, oh, cool. I like to get myself on the on the bicycle and uh, to try to get as many as possible. Cool, well, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, since it is the year of the hide for geocaching, do you have plans to hide some more geocaches?
3: Well, uh, I have. Uh, I've been recently awarded my fourth adventure lab credit, so oh, very um, cool. the, the the neighborhood I'm I'm staying at is. Pretty lo- pretty lonely in terms of caches. So I'm going to like do a venture lab around the neighborhood and probably hide a bonus one somewhere near oh. my house.
1: Oh neat. Neat. Very cool. Is, yeah.
2: Is that your favorite type of cash to hide, or what is your favorite type of cash to hide?
3: Um uh, I think interesting places is more important than the hide itself. Okay. Sure. Yeah.
1: okay. Take taking somebody to a spot. Right yeah, taking yeah. yeah, right
3: that makes
2: sense,
1: yeah, we have people who well, we have we have all kinds that that listen and and watch. We have somebody we've talked to they're, they're more their their focus is like gadgets and and things like that. Not that a gadget can't take you to a cool place, but that's kind of their their forte and their their spot versus like you're saying there's people that are like, oh, this is a great place. I wanna see if I can hide a cache here because this is a place to go, you know? So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a mix. Jesse moving to, you know, wherever he's gonna go uh, will be interesting because you get to get to do, like, like he said, you can kind of explore new areas and... Yeah. Anytime you
2: move to a new area, you have a whole bunch of new geocaches to go find. <laughs> So that's, that's always a good thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And camera's been gone long, so it's like there's a whole
3: whole new set to find. It's like getting to start all yes. over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is.
3: So um, I mean, one of is... one of the one of the experience I I enjoy about geocaching uh, is because sometimes when you look at the map, you wouldn't know about the area, and and I like surprises where like when you go to this place and and realize that oh, this is such a interesting right. place like you, you you start to look around and you want to explore the place more than you find the joke more than finding the geocache so yeah that's
2: yeah that that's is what i was going to ask you next what is your favorite part or what what is your favorite part of geocaching i'm guessing finding new places is, is kind of what you just just kind of mentioned
1: yeah correct yeah that's really cool i
2: would have to room. agree with you i haven't traveled to any extent uh the amount you have uh, i travel traveled around my own country and I've been to a couple other countries, but um, travel is definitely my favorite part. But well, really, I guess there's kind of two. I'm I'm always split. Travel is one part, just like you do, and then um, we're pretty lucky to have events a lot here. So getting to meet other geocachers is always, I guess, the other part of it that I like just as much as travel.
1: Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, so. Okay. Oh, yeah, Udak is asks about have there been mega events that you've been to or or there have they been some in Asia? There are, but have you been to a mega I don't think so.
3: Yeah, I've been to a few mega events, but I I've, I've not seen one in Asia. Uh I think it, the number of people to have a mega event uh we do right. have we don't have the type of numbers in in, right. in a single country. Right. Yeah. Mm. Be cool to to, you know,
1: see one, you know, or, or have one, you know, in your area, it'd be cool. Um, it's a lot of people in one place. place. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, well, <laughs> you know, uh, so I guess sure. I guess
3: the difficult part is like Asia is made out of many different countries and yeah. you want to uh Huge. do a mega yeah. you need to have enough people flying in from lots of different places and right and uh, the, the challenge is the time and people speak different languages. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's very true. Do you do, I, I guess it's like in the US or, or, or I should say let me in non speaking non English speaking countries that it's a mix. I would assume you've experienced this where Some people speak English. Some people don't. It's just a mix of, you know, I I don't know. Is what is the main? What would you say the main language that is spoken in Singapore? What is what is the main language? Do you think
3: in Singapore is English?
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but being sort of an international city, I guess you you'll hear, you might hear other languages as well, but. Mostly, mostly it's all English. So, okay. Yes,
3: uh, like this, the 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 subjects in school are taught in English, uh, so English will be the primary primary form of of, of communication okay. here.
1: Gotcha. And then, but Hong Kong was it kind of more was that being also an international type city? Did you hear a lot of? Did you hear? Was there a lot of of? Like, what, what, yeah. what languages do you feel like were mostly spoken in Hong Kong?
3: It depends on the the people you you meet. Uh, right. A lot of them speak Cantonese. Uh, okay. Well, and and there's a lot of expat in in Hong Kong, and they they will speak English. Okay. So well, I guess the
2: real is. question for our audience is, in Hong Kong and Singapore, what languages are the caches hidden in?
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll say like mostly it's English. That's
2: the, mostly English. Okay. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. Uh, the the, the geocachers in Hong Kong, the geocachers in Hong Kong are pretty friendly. Uh, They, they will, they will put their caches in, in English oh, okay. and it is to facilitate uh people who don't understand or can't read Chinese. Oh, okay. okay.
1: Right.
2: Right. Yeah. I've seen it in some places though. And America's not real good about this. All of ours are in English all the time. It seems yeah. like, but, and a lot of places around the around the world, we've seen caches. They'll have multiple languages on the page. The most common languages, right. if there's two or three common languages in an area, they will put all of those on the geocache page, um, which is it's got to be really convenient for people traveling through because you're hopefully you'll speak one of the languages on there. <laughs> right. You know, yep. If if not, you just you you're out of luck. So you're out of
1: luck. <laughs> although most yeah. of the apps
2: will translate, you can translate things you know with Google and apps and everything pretty easily nowadays it may not be perfect but it you'll still right. get to where you need to get
1: yeah 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 you you, you know, like we're saying you you just want it doesn't have to be perfect but as long as you can get the information you need to hopefully find the cash that you need you know this would be you know, pretty cool yeah yeah
2: out of all the places you've traveled and this may be a hard question because you've been to so many places do you have a favorite
3: country that you geocached in yes actually iceland is my favorite country to, uh, to geocache in <laughs> well, there you because, go. Uh, it's, it's, it's so it's a beautiful place the geology is fascinating yeah yeah that's
1: awesome yeah uh dave was wondering i, he, I don't know is there is there one reviewer that you their name seems to show up all the time for Singapore or is like, I wonder if the reviewer for Singapore covers like a whole area. Do you think? I, 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 if you I can't the remember, but the, the, yeah. the
3: reviewer for Hong Kong is like pretty reward.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you're familiar with that one, but you're not sure about Singapore maybe. Yeah. yeah not yet. Not yet. Yeah. He's just, he's just getting, getting, getting his feet wet back there. Houston, Texas Dave. He's not, He's not unpacked yet. <laughs> he's still he's still got boxes to, to get through. But uh, well, cool. Well, um, I guess let's kind of go around the room. We'll do some final thoughts. If there's any last last questions anybody wants to ask, um, you know, put them in the chat room. Uh, but uh,
2: get the last questions out of there. So Conrad, I do like- have a question for you, and it's this may be a hard one to answer or whatever. But we kind of talked about your favorite place to geocache and. You mentioned Iceland, which um, is... Uh, I, I've never heard anybody that went to Iceland that didn't just love geocaching Iceland. Everybody says Iceland's just just beautiful, and I'm super jealous for all the travel you've done. <laughs> um, and I would say that, in general, most of the geocachers I've met from any part of the world are generally all friendly. Have you noticed a difference in geocachers that you've met in different countries?
3: I, I guess so. I, I think, like, uh, different play different people play the game differently and 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 uh some of them do expect uh, you to follow their kind of doctrine okay but, uh, I, yeah but I just like uh, I keep the game to myself as I as long as I don't disturb anyone don't break any laws uh, sure. I think that's most important to me yeah
1: yeah that's... for the most part have you had good experiences just finding that you run, run across a geocacher in another country there it seems like that we've ex- our experiences have always been that most geocachers are are pretty friendly and are are just excited to be out geocaching usually
3: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah That, that that's, that's what i thought about geocachers uh, around the world as well most of them are very friendly and very right. helpful yeah uh, I think geocaching is kind of one
2: of those right. universal things, right? Yeah. Just like Gary said, people are friendly, and it, there's different people everywhere, right? We all know there's certain people that are just never going to be friendly, but overall, most geocachers I've met from any part of the world are just super friendly, and they're happy, and they're they're willing to work with you, and you know, it's um, it's it's one of those rare things where most of the people in this game are super nice.
1: Yep. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. Well, um, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go first with final thoughts uh, again, Conrad, thank you so much for mm-hmm. being with us tonight. Um, and morning for you. Uh, but, um, it's been great, uh, you know, to be able to get, a, a, a glimpse into another part of the world, you know? And so that's, it's been great, uh, to, to, to correspond with you back and forth and, Hopefully, we can do this again sometime, and uh, I'll turn over to you, uh, Jesse, if you want to.
2: Yeah, I, I want to say the same thing. Thank you for being on. We really appreciate it. It's interesting to find out how things are different, but they're really also the same with geocaching around the world. Um, we, we are lucky enough to get to talk to people around the world. And even though, like, lamppost caches we always joke about here are a universal thing here, You don't have them over there. Um, We always joke about those, but um, (laughs) you know, caching is a little bit different in the styles everywhere, but just like you said, you, you kind of do your thing, have fun. As long as you're following the laws, you can pretty much have fun anywhere you go geocaching. And I, I think it's, it's pretty neat to find out that there's a lot of similarities around the world. Geocachers are geocachers, no matter what country you come from. And we can all kind of get along and agree. We're just out there to have fun. So I, I really thank you for coming on. It, it gives a good perspective and our audience, a good perspective that not all of us are as fortunate enough to get to travel as much as you have. And we all love it. And I hope you get to keep traveling that much for as long as you want to.
3: Yep. Right. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Great to meet you guys.
1: Yes. <laughs> thank you so much again. And yeah, uh, take care and uh, we'll let you go. And again, thanks everybody for. For the show tonight And uh, we'll see you guys uh, Next week is Puzzle Talk So Mm -hmm. be ready for Puzzle Talk next week Well, actually, Tuesday, of course, is Gadget Talk So we'll see everybody on Tuesday night And again, thanks so much And we'll see you again Good night, everybody
0: May your finds be many
2: Helps be through. May the
0: terrain and difficulty both be less than two. And whatever it is you're looking for, may it find its way to you. And may we all meet again.